Welcome back to the Aeon Pensions Podcast. Today, we're joined by Victoria Ponormo and Stephen Lee as they discuss all the key takeaways and lessons learned so far from the DC Research. You can get your own copy of the DC Research Report, Living the Dream, from the Aeon.com website. Welcome back to the Aeon Pensions Podcast. We are rejoined by Victoria Ponormo and Stephen Lee. Welcome back both. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. And we are, we are discussing, we're continuing to discuss the DC um, research, Living the Dream. That's right. Where we've talked about the output from our um, 2018 DC Pension and Financial Wellbeing member survey. So no pressure, but we need to make this a good one. <laughs> of course. Our time flies. We've, we've, had, um, we've had an awful lot of interest in the survey report and it is now available to download. So I do urge you to click on the link at the end to download a copy. And just as a, a recap, we had over a thousand full-time employees in the UK that we surveyed, all of whom have an access to a DC pension plan through their employer. And that covered a whole range of different ages, marital status, income profiles, location, education profile, you name it. Why did we do this? Well, we wanted to get a greater insight into how employees are feeling, not just about their DC pension, but also about their wider finances and how that all fits together. The world of pensions is changing fast, so it's good to check in with members to see if they're keeping up. Stephen and I summarised our research in the first podcast into whether an employee's dreams match up to the reality of their situation. And we picked out what we thought were some interesting uh, facts from our survey. Uh, next, we had Real People, Real Challenges with Karina and Alex, who explored our research that showed that employees feel confident about their financial health. But they questioned whether they were actually living in the dream world. See what we did there? Like it. <laughs> yes, and I, I recall from that session there were a large number, I think 72% said they uh, feel confident about making financial decisions for their future. But then when we looked under the surface, kind of only um, around 44% of them said they don't have a plan for retirement. We had aims and ambitions with Sophia and James, where they asked, what does retirement mean for individuals today? The definition of retirement is changing all the time. So so what can we do to keep employees' plans on track? What surprised me here, I think, was where we found less than a third of people expect to completely stop working at retirement age. And the most popular choice now is to move part-time before retiring. And I know, Victoria, you were very shocked that uh, up to 14% say they're going to work forever. Work forever. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had Ending Up With Enough with Sophie and Adam. Many employees have no idea how much money they'll need for the future. So is it time for that wake-up call? Sophie and Adam explored how to set and achieve an adequate retirement target for your members. Yeah, and some, some memorable sections from this one. I recall uh, around two-thirds of employees actually rely on their company to set their savings rates for them into their pension, uh, either through the default rate or through the, the matching rates available. Uh, but it, on the back of that, a third of people in a DC pension actually expect their living standards to fall in retirement. So perhaps relying on the employer is not such a good idea after all. Um, and today's podcast we've called Making It Happen. So we're going to discuss how we can enable individuals to achieve a healthy financial future. So let's make it happen. So we're going to dive in with this first killer question. 
Do people generally want help with day-to-day financial matters? I think there's a huge appetite uh, for more information on finances and in particular retirement income. And what we have found that employees would like more support. Uh, It does vary though. So to be specific, most individuals in the early part of their careers would like their employer to provide some sort of support on general financial topics. Uh, Whereas as people progress towards retirement, their focus turns very much from day-to-day financial needs to to more specific areas around that retirement point and how they're going to structure their income to support themselves. Uh, I think as sort of trustees and employers are uniquely positioned to be able to communicate to to employees to help people out in this situation and also to use the sort of bulk buying power that they have to be able to um, support people in getting a good deal and being able to manage their money well. Victoria, in, in what areas do people want help? We asked the participants about various areas we thought they might require support, not just saving for retirement, aka pensions, but insurance, financial and tax planning, debt, spending savings during retirement. Can I recommend shoes? It's interesting you mentioned debts there, Victoria. I mentioned but... shoes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I managed to filter out the shoe points, right. but uh, years of practice at that. Uh, but around that that point on debt, so there were some things which you would expect to find, for example, those in the mid-career most like to have a mortgage, those in early career most like to have uh, student loan debt, but there were some surprises in there as well. So um, in terms of credit card debts, around a third of all participants had unpaid credit card debt at the end of each month. And actually, those approaching retirement were slightly more likely to have this than the others. So... I think what that means is that for employers and for trustees, it's not just about what we might think the priorities are for individuals, but actually they've probably got a lot going on that we might not know about, which really should influence how we talk to people, how we engage and what we talk to them about. The the other thing that the research showed was that individuals generally want the most support in saving for retirement. Given the increased flexibility around how DC members can access their benefits, this is probably not surprising for those approaching retirement. But it holds true across all different age groups. This could be an area where employees can work together with trustees of pension schemes and providers. And Stephen, what sort of things do they actually want to know? Well, in particular around that retirement piece, it's it's essentially the basics. And this is quite similar to our research a couple of years ago when we asked people, what do they want to know about their pension? Because everyone's saying they want to know more. And the two top answers um, both times around are people want to know how much income might they get when they retire and how much money is actually in their pension at the moment. And these are both things which, which people should receive every year on their annual benefit statement. But it just goes to show that a lot of people aren't understanding this and, and retaining this information. And did you have anything in the research about how we can best communicate? It's clear that individuals at different stages of their career have very different priorities. And we've seen this from our research. When developing a plan to support your employees on an ongoing basis, it's important to take these differences into account. So the next step of a good financial well-being or specific retirement planning programme will be to consider how best to communicate. And how can we make these communications more effective? Well, I think that we found they really need to to speak to people directly. So they need to be personalised, they need to be bespoke, because there's no point telling somebody early in their career, 
uh, how to avoid tax by not taking all their pension funded one go at retirement, for example. That's something that's many years away. They're just not going to listen and they're going to be switched off. So we, we really saw the demand for personal tailored communications. And there's lots of different ways to do this. You could do it quite simply by segmenting people by age, uh, but also perhaps looking at um, the wider financial aspects and perhaps people in different job roles. Um, and in terms of how people respond and how people interact with the pension and other benefits and whether people are taking active decisions or not. So I think there's a, a real uh, benefit to really getting to grips and understanding your workforce and doing that discovery phase to really find out what people most need and what their priorities are. And another way to make these communications more effective, of course, is to use a range of channels that are most appropriate for your audience. So our research showed that 17% of respondents would like personal guidance or advice from a digital tool, only 17%. More surprising, only 1% of employees want information by text, 1%. I mean, I was staggered by that. And the clear winner was in-person, one-to-one sessions. That, that was the absolute favourite out of all of our participants robo advice has become more popular a topic of debate in recent years and i guess this this suggests that there might be some more demand for this type of service and i think with that technology point as well we're seeing um applications like the AI app for example where you can actually bring together lots of these channels in one place so we can use that to extend the reach beyond just the workplace and communicate and engage with people at a time that suits them so what do our listeners need to be thinking about to make this happen? So for me, I can break it down into three stages. Stephen's just talked about the discover phase. So that's understanding your people, understanding your membership, pension savings, levels of targets, wider financial situation. What are their retirement aims and expectations? How well can you get to know your membership and your employees? The second stage I see is developing the strategy for, for those people. So defining your objectives. What do you want to achieve with this financial well-being and pension strategy? What support will you offer? Um, and how will you deliver those, those offerings? And the third and final stage I see as review and refine. And refining is key. So, you know, reviewing means agreeing measures of success in the beginning. What, what is success going to look like? Um, how are you going to monitor that? And what's worked well? So the refining is what needs to be changed for next time. Mm, I think that's a great point, Victoria. The number of times I've seen uh, companies or trustee boards saying, well, <clears throat> we really want to engage our employees, but with no idea about what that actually means and what does that look like? Does that mean they want people to log on to their online system? Does it mean they want people to make active changes? Do they want them to fill out a beneficiary form? You know, they really need to understand what, what they're trying to achieve and, and measure that to see if, if what they're doing is working. So that's it. Hopefully we've, we've made it happen and figured out whether our members are living the dream. Thank you everyone for listening and joining us on this uh, exciting journey through our DC research. A very exciting and surprising journey. I'd encourage you to download the survey. There's a, a link in the show notes or the podcast description below. And if you missed any of the earlier podcasts, they're all available on, on the same website. 
Well, Victoria, Stephen, thank you for joining us again and taking some time to talk us through um, the, the DC research, which is available at aon.com. And you can go to the DC section of the website to download that. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. you.